Good afternoon, everybody. Some of you may know that uh, this weekend here at UL and across the nation, we are having the SEEK conference. Uh, every year, FOCUS, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, puts on a big conference for students and ministries throughout the nation. Because of coronavirus, instead of 20,000 gathering in some place, there are over 25 actually gathered locally at different campuses and locations throughout the nation. And while they meet smaller groups, they have virtual content which is filtered or brought to them. And so that's what we've been doing. Um, and so I had to prepare a homily for tomorrow, sort of wrap up the conference. I figured I might as well give or give the same homily or actually test it out on y'all to make sure that it's good for tomorrow. So this idea of seek, to seek, I noticed that as I was reading the gospel today, there is actually a lot of seeking going on. And whether or not this was intentional or not, I'm not too sure. So we see basically, on face value, two types of seeking. People seeking Jesus. People who are sick or know others who are sick, bringing them to the Lord. In fact, the apostles say after Jesus goes away, everyone is looking for you. Everyone is seeking after Jesus. So that's the first, seeking. The second is Jesus actually seeking after people. At the very end of the gospel, he says, this is the purpose that I've come for. The purpose that I've come for is to go out and to preach and to heal and to reach out and minister to those who are in need. And so it's Jesus who also seeks after the people. Jesus who seeks after us. But there's another type of seeking. Another type of seeking which I think is probably the most important in today's gospel. It's one that we may not recognize when we look immediately at the passage. And that seeking is Jesus seeking after his father in prayer. Jesus, at the very beginning, or the very end, before dawn, he leaves in order to spend the night in prayer, or spend the early morning in prayer, right before dawn, deserted place. It is Jesus seeking his Father. Now, granted, he beholds the face of his Father. We know that. But still, prayer as a type of seeking, and that's what I want to talk about today. We're going to talk a little bit about the other types of seeking, but this one of seeking the Father in prayer. That all of our prayer as individuals, as Christians, is the same thing. Like Jesus in prayer seeking the Father. It's got to be the basis of what we do. I've said it a zillion times, not just saying prayers. Just saying prayers is not seeking after anything. It's saying, here, God, here are my prayers. I've got other things to do. To really truly seek after the Lord. To seek a relationship with him. This is what we are called to do and has to be the basis of whatever type of seeking we have. So often we focus on, and again, in campus ministry, what is your mission? What is your vocation? What does God want you to do? These are all important questions but the foundational question has to be, are you seeking the face of the Lord? Are you praying? Do you have a real prayer life? 
And so, so often, we don't. We really don't. We give our prayers to God, but we're so busy doing other things that maybe even religious things, that we forget that the most important thing is to sit and be with the Lord and to seek Him in prayer. But the truth is, if we pay attention to Scripture and we know what the, the Word of the Lord is, is that we may seek Him, but we're not the one who initiates. We're not the ones who wake up and say, I need to go and search after the face of God. Not at all. Jesus says, it's not you who have chosen me, but I have chosen you. It's the Lord who always initiates, who prompts us, who invites us into a deeper relationship with him. He's the one who has to draw us closer to him, to draw us deeper in prayer. And I can tell you I've witnessed that. There may be people who come to Holy Hour, the students, or pray their rosary. But then, it's usually often unexplainable, something happens. They get a dose of the ghost. I don't know what it is. The Spirit starts to draw them closer, and they begin to really pray in a way that is much more than simply fulfilling a task or a duty. They respond to the invitation. So how do we understand that, that the Lord inviting us, drawing us, seeking after us, I guess you could say, in deeper prayer. You know I like words and I like etymologies. So I spent some time looking at this very small word, seek. And what is the etymology of seek? And this is one of the words that I had no idea sort of where it came from. I was blown away by the real root of it. And so you could trace it back to the Latin word segire, S-E-G-I-R-E, which means to sort of perceive or to see and to go after, to be driven after. But the root word, here we get into stuff that you'll probably really don't want to know, the P-I-E, the Proto-Indo-European language, which is really the root of all the languages, comes from the word sag, which means to track down. The person is seeking, is tracking down, which, if you do a little bit more digging, you realize that sagire isn't just perceiving, but it's tracking down using your nose. A scent. I'm on to the scent. Like a dog or a pack of dogs tra going after uh, the, the quarry. It smells. There's something about smelling. When we seek, we follow our nose. And it's interesting because so often when we talk about uh, the senses, and we talk a lot about the senses Christians, we talk about hearing the Lord's voice, seeing his face, touching, putting our finger in his wounds, but rarely do we talk about the olfactory senses. Rarely do we talk about the nose. But seeking is about smelling something and perceiving it and going after it. But the truth is, if we understand that, when we begin to read scripture, we see there are a lot of times that we see references to smells or scents or fragrances. Go read all the Song of Songs. Go read about the incense of the temple, the fragrances. Go and talk about the oil that is put over Jesus' feet. The scented oil, the oil that anoints his body. There is a lot of fragrance. The Lord uses a fragrance 
fragrance of grace, the fragrance of his holiness to draw us closer to him and to deeper prayer. He wants us to seek. He wants to sort of tickle our noses. But the problem is, so often we don't follow. We don't sort of go after the scent when the Lord, and again, it's not like a loud voice. Sometimes the scent is very, very delicate. We need to have our senses refined. But we don't follow. Why is that? And so, in my own sort of entertaining way, I try to think of a number of different ways, metaphors, analogies for this, of why when the Lord is drawing us, and so often I see it, I see it so clearly the Lord is drawing some people into deeper prayer, but they don't do it. There's a number of reasons. Well, the first reason is, is their nose is stopped up. They got a sinus infection. They can't smell. What is that? That's sin. When you are mired in sin, particularly sins of the flesh, it dulls the senses. You get that apathy to spiritual things. You lose your, your spiritual scent. You can't trace after the Lord. You've got to get rid of or get that grave sin under control. Number two, sometimes the problem is, is our olfactory senses aren't mature enough. They can't distinguish things, or they don't know what a really good sin is. They can't appreciate it. It was like when I first started to appreciate scotch. You try, you sell scotch, this tastes terrible. Particularly the peaty scotch. And I'm not advocating any of the people under 21 do this, but you get what I'm saying. You smell it, but I was too young. I want to drink Miller Lite. But then as you get older and you realize, whoa, man, this is some delicious, complex stuff. Once your senses get a little bit more mature and attuned. So often we're not mature enough to sense how the spirit, or at least mature enough in the spiritual life, is drawing us. A lot of the times, also, number three, is we smell it, but we're scared of where that's going to lead us. If I follow my nose... It is going to lead me to a place I don't want to go. That's kind of like, even though Jesus is drawing you using a perfume, you think it's some boiled cabbage or some gross boiled eggs. I hate those things. So disgusting. They stink. (laughs) They just stink. I don't know why anyone wants to eat that stuff. Scrambled eggs, fried eggs, yes. But that's the truth. You think that's what it is, so I'm not going there because I'm afraid I'm going to have to eat some boiled eggs. The Lord, that's your senses that are distorted, not what the Lord is putting out. Also, you could get, not go after the sit because you are hanging around a bunch of people who like to smoke cigarettes. So you're in the room and everybody's smoking cigarettes. They're not caring about spiritual things. They're caught up in their drama. They're caught up in their insecurities. They're caught up in their sin. And it blocks the sin. So you can't smell the perfume drawing you in because you've got your... your, your Nose filled with a bunch of secondhand smoke from those Marlboro Reds. You've got to get away from those people. And if you're going to be able to smell it and follow. And then fifth and finally, you smell the cookies. You smell the fudge, but you don't think it's for you. Oh, I'm not good enough for those cookies to be for me. They're for somebody else. I'm not holy enough to be able to go eat those cookies. And so you say it's for someone else. And that's when sin and shame and our self-hatred stops us from following a sin that is for us. We may have other things too, but it's us that stops. 
It's us that stops us from following the sin as the Lord draws us into deeper prayer and wants us to seek after him. But here's the truth. The truth is, if Jesus is the one who initiates, if he is the one who is putting out that scent of that delicious scotch or those cookies or whatever you want, then that means he wants you to follow. He wants you to follow because he wants to be in a relationship with you. He wants to be in a relationship with me. So often we think, well, I've got to pray because I have all these duties and i got these things to give to Jesus. No, wrong way. It's not about you to Jesus. It's about Jesus drawing you. He waits. I tell the students all the time, just like if you could spend five minutes with the best friend that you haven't seen in years, you take the five minutes. Jesus will take the five minutes when you come into the church to say hello. He's waiting. He's waiting. He enjoys being in our presence. That's why he is drawing and inviting us. And so keep that in mind. In order to see that it's not what we do, but the Lord is constantly calling us, drawing us because he wants to spend time with us. We need to get our noses in tune to be able to pick up on the Lord's scent and to follow him as he draws us. Now, I'll leave you with one last thing, is that sometimes it is difficult to know when the Lord is drawing us or what scent we're picking up, and so sometimes we need help. We need help to teach us how to distinguish the different scents. And that's why we have the priests. That's my job, is to help you respond to the Lord's invitation. It's like Eli helping Samuel when he heard the Lord's voice. Say, respond, your servant is here, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. And so that is why I'm tying it into what we're about today and what was hopefully talked about last week. That is the Bishop Services Appeal. Here every year. Once again, I am being merciful. I'm not playing the tape. You can go watch the stuff online. When you give to the Bishop Service Appeal, one of the big things you're doing is you're helping the seminarians in the formation of priests. So again, you're going to be helping me on July 1st. But you are helping train people, the men who are going to come into the parish and help you to grow in prayer, help you to see how the Lord works. So I want to encourage people to be able to give to the Bishop Service Appeal to help train the spiritual bloodhounds. It helps us Help us to help you, the lay folks, work together to be able to pursue after the sin of Christ. Amen.